welcome and thanks for joining us for a new episode of All In San Diego, the podcast that highlights the people, places, and events that make San Diego awesome. Uh, we're your hosts, AJ and Sarah. Very Hello. excited about this episode because we are going all in on Triple D and SD. Diners, drive-ins, and dives is, I, I know it's the biggest cooking show or food show in the history of Food Network. And yeah. It must make it the biggest food show in the history of food shows. Probably it's always on that and Shark yeah. Tank. You can find yes. it any any time. Yes, it's like the impractical jokers of food. It's on twenty four seven. Yeah, it is. You you can't miss it. Uh, <laughs> but for good reason. It's addicting. You get you go to watch one episode and then you watch ten, and it's always fun. But the one flaw is a lot of the time you see this amazing dish. And you go, you know what? I could go in my car and get that right now. Except it's in Rhode Island. Yeah, I know. You're like, so, oh my God, that looks so good. Oh, yeah. next so, time I'm in Albuquerque, I'm totally going to stop there. A thousand percent. So we thought it'd be fun to uh, highlight some of the 20-ish places that Guy Fieri has visited here with Triple D out of the 900 plus he's visited in general. Um, give some local places some love. And again, celebrate some places that if we get y'all good and getting hungry, you mm -hmm. can go try them yourself. Yep. They're all right here in our backyard. So uh, you said like 20-ish. We're going to highlight some of our favorites. Yes. There there are some. Uh, probably the biggest example is Hodads, where that show kind of took Hodads to a whole new level. It was this beloved local burger spot, single burger spot in OB. Guy came, became great friends with the owner, who he called the boss man and his son. <laughs> and uh, and of course, now you know the history. It's in the ballpark. There are locations all over the place. Yep. Uh, they don't need us at this point. Yeah. So we're going to be highlighting some. You've probably had a Hodad's burger by now. They are amazing. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to dive into some of the, the lesser known, but very delicious places. I have double checked. All of these still exist. We're not going to send Great. you down a rabbit hole of a place that's gone now. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get you good and hungry on this podcast episode. So Sarah, you take it away. You can go first. I will say, speaking of good and hungry, there is one place on my list that made me the most hungry where I was like, okay, that's it. I have Ugh. got to get down to this place and check it out. It is the only place on the list that I have not personally tried. Um, but that's just a little teaser. You probably have one too. Is there I one that made one. you? Yes. Yeah. They all made me draw. I'm very hungry right now because I just got done prepping this episode. But there's <laughs> one in particular that, uh, yeah, it's, it's a priority for sure. All so right. Let's, Can't let's wait to go. hear it. Yes. I'm going to start with Studio Diner. This was on Triple D back in 2008. I went for the first time with some coworkers because when we worked back in radio, all the radio buildings were there in Kearney Mesa, and this is on Rough and Road. The restaurant itself kind of reminds me of an Airstream because it's all silver, metal, sleek. It's kind of like round and bubbly. And it's movie studio themed. So all the decor inside is movie posters, memorabilia, celebrating everything that was filmed there. And there's a reason for that. It was originally built to feed the movie casting crew that shot in the studio behind the diner. Stu Siegel Productions. You know, you know these guys. They were big in the 90s and the early 2000s. They were the ones who made the TV show Veronica Mars. Yeah, do you remember? I do. Yeah. Was, uh, everyone was buzzing. because That show was a fairly big hit. And it was being filmed right in our own backyard. Yeah, and uh, that's when Kristen Bell became super famous, was from Veronica Mars. Also, Silk Stockings. Do you remember Silk Stockings? Silk Stockings. I always got a kick out of the many uh, uh, signed pictures of Renegade with Lorenzo Lamas. That was like, wow, really, really a badge of honor there. Thank you for bringing up Renegade. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I think, well, the biggest one for me, they did the movie Bring It On. 
And there were lots of like San Diegans who were in the movie Bring It On. I knew a girl yes. who was one of the cheerleaders. She was like an SDSU cheerleader. And ah. she was she's in the movie. You can mm -hmm. spot her. Um, so Studio Diner serves breakfast, lunch and dinner. Some of their most popular menu items. I mean, they have a huge one of those places that has a huge menu. Um, the real pancakes, which actually look like film reels. They have an mm -hmm. imprint of like film reel. The My Hammy Vice, which is grilled ham and scrambled egg, like big, yummy diner breakfast sandwich. Uh, the San Diegan, that's a super popular one. It's a big old bacon cheeseburger with all the fixins. They have fried pickles. They have lobster rolls. They have Reuben sandwiches, big old salads, awesome classic shakes, you know, malts and house-made coconut cream pie, Ooh. which is to die for. And... A great thing about Studio Diner, by all accounts, the prices are still very fair and the for the portions are very big. So Yeah, for sure. You're going to have some some uh, doggy bag to take home for sure. And it's genuinely an experience. I mean, if you've never gone, it's one of those do it at least once so you can see it. It's Yeah. It's done, you know, that that Airstream look you, you described is kind of how diners used to be way back in the day and it's super preserved and uh I mean, uh, tell me a pancake doesn't sound better when you're looking at headshots from silk stockings. I mean, what could be more appetizing? <laughs> oh, man. Do you remember, if you even remember, some people listening probably don't even remember Lorenzo Lamas. He was like this apparently very good looking guy, but had uh, marginal talent. And then after he was a renegade, he was in this sh the worst evil show. Do you remember Hot or Not? They like vaguely, but was it a... Was it a reality so, show? Well, it was a hot website for a while where you would upload a picture of yourself and then you would ask the world if you were hot or not and people would vote. I mean, what a horrible thing. And someone said, so that's not enough. Up. Let's turn that into a uh, a TV show. And so Lorenzo Lamas, apparently because he's, you know, the authority on handsome, sure. was the, the Simon Cowell of hotness. Mm. So some poor person would go up half naked and just stand on the stage and Lorenzo Lamas would take a pointer and be like, oh, your thighs are a little bit. This is not so that messed up. If that That's show, horrible. It would have been canceled. I mean, Lorenzo Lamas is kind of, <laughs> is just automatically canceled because he was know. part of such a show. This wasn't a million years ago. This is probably the, the you know, 2008 or oh, nine. But we've, we've come a long way. Yeah. Uh, I think we along. rejected it. I don't think it got renewed for even a second season. And if only okay. Lorenzo Lamas knew that we just went on a tangent and talked about it for the well, last three minutes. Life full circle. He now makes the pancakes at Studio Diner. Uh, it's not true. You can pop in and see him anytime. Very Poor authentic. Guy. <laughs> not true. Okay. All right, you're up next. <laughs> uh, up next. Okay, well, I'm going to cut right to my super hungry maker. Oh, my gosh. I need to get to Grand Ole Barbecue oh, tomorrow. Yes, yes. There, look. Okay, again, back to the theme. We've gone off the rails a little bit. The uh, Lorenzo Lamas theme? Yes, the theme <laughs> of uh, places that have been featured on Triple D. Uh, Guy Fieri came to town. He actually took our friend Troy Johnson from San Diego oh, Magazine yeah. and Food Network uh, with him. They went to Grand Ole Barbecue. Back when it was only the one uh, location in El Cajon, they now have the maybe more popular location in North Park. I don't know. Every time mm. I walk by that one, it's very crowded. But, oh, my gosh, it's real Texas barbecue. Uh, the owner didn't grow up in Texas, but his dad did, so he was raised on Texas barbecue. And they have your brisket, your mm. pulled pork, your, mm. uh, your hot links, your tri-tip. You can buy them by a serving or by a pound. Get some pounds. Yes. Just take some yeah. pounds home and have a party. Hit me with uh, the hot links. Uh, and just and just really good. And, and even their bar menu, you're talking about 
you can get like a really kicked up Frito pie, you know, where they used to oh, get at ball games yes. and they open up a bag of Fritos and dump a bunch of chili yeah. and good stuff in there. You can get a, a brisket burrito. You can get a, <laughs> I love this, a, tes- a Texas charcuterie board, which is going to be sliced hot links, American cheese and saltines. Yes. That's a real thing. That's my, that's my jam. That sounds amazing. Uh, red or green chili. Take your pick. Whatever okay. you like. Mm. Um, the item they made on Triple D was a big old beef rib. Wouldn't necessarily be my first choice, but the way they made it, they, they, it looked amazing. And then they douse it in queso. And then they make this incredible relish with uh, serrano peppers and uh, all kinds of relishy things and then crushed up <laughs> Fritos. Relishy, relishy things. Uh, and it just, it, it looks insane. It was one of those things like, well, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going to not eat for a half a day. So I'm yeah. good and hungry and it's going to happen. I feel like you might need to have a barbecue shirt, just like you have a ramen shirt, or maybe it's the same shirt, but you don't want to go in your nice clothes. Like you want to get in there. You know what I'll I mean? Wear my ramen shirt. It could just be my mess shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, but uh, let's be honest. Not to, I know our job is, uh, on this podcast is to cheerlead San Diego, but there is a hole for a good barbecue. There's not enough of it in San Diego. This is amazing barbecue. Uh, get out and, I mean, not that they're suffering. There's a line at, at both locations all the time, but uh, continue to support Grand Ole Barbecue in San Diego. All right, oh. sir, what's up next? El Indio. This place is iconic. Iconic. Guy covered it back in 2007. Now, El Indio started as a tortilla factory back in 1940 on the corner of Grape and India Street, you know, over by the airport. I love that already. I love this story. This is like a true local family business. Uh, Ralph Sr. was making corn tortillas by hand. And during World War II, customers from all the nearby factories started asking him, hey, what if you started making some ready-to-eat lunches for us? That's what we want from you. So he started making what he called a taquito, a little taco. He invented the taquito. I love it. I Did you know that? This was worth the price of admission for this podcast right alone. It, he invented the taquito. Ralph Sr. is totally famous. After a few years, uh, he made the first ever tortilla machine in his basement. So up until then, he was making them by hand. And he used to be able to make 30 dozen a day by hand invented the tortilla machine, then he could make 30 dozen an hour. And then he started to supply all the local restaurants with tortillas. So, I mean, he was a true entrepreneur and it is still a family owned and operated business today. Ralph Jr. took over and that's, you know, 83 years later. And he is now, you know, uh, training, um, bringing up his daughter to take over the family business when he's done. So that's really, uh, that's a really cool. I mean, that's like, I mean, one of the great like American entrepreneur stories is, is Ray Kroc or is it Roy Kroc yeah. from McDonald's? Roy, took Roy. The, like, Oh, I can make, make these burgers even more efficient than everything. It became this empire. Kind of the same thing. Like I, I can not only make these taquitos, I can make them in mass. And yeah. by the way, they're awesome. I really think San Diego should be doing a much better job of claiming this. I think the sign <laughs> when you drive into town should say America's finest city. And then, and also, the place where taquitos were invented. Yeah. Home of the OG taquito. They're obviously known for their taquitos, um, but they have all the insane Mexican food that we all love, chili rellenos and tamales, and they oh. have amazing desserts. They have 
fruit burritos, which is a flour tortilla filled with either apple, cherry, or peach. They deep fry it, and it's sprinkled with cinnamon sugar. Oh, my God. It's just... Oh, and they make their tortillas fresh daily still, the way that they they did back then. And if you arrive by 930, you can get a warm tortilla straight from the oven, drizzled with butter for free. Um, And while you're waiting in line, a lot of times they'll just hand out nice warm tortillas while you're (laughs) waiting to order. This is, I mean, like, let's give it up for this place. El Indio. I'm proud of the family behind El Indio. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in San Diego, not just because we haven't claimed this proudly, but for some reason... In most of San Diego, people refer to these iconic, delicious foodstuffs as roll tacos. Mm. The taquito was event- invented here, apparently, mm. and we're rolling around calling it a roll taco. Do yeah. better, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. We expected more of you, but now we know. The more you know. Okay. All right. Okay. So top that. <laughs> it's going to be tough. <laughs> uh, so my next spot is going to be a place to get a little Middle Eastern street food it's in Kearney Mesa, and it's called Tahini. Mm. And uh, this is probably the best time for me to tell my little bit of a Guy Fieri story that I think uh, gets a little exaggerated over time. There, people go, oh, my dad's best friends with Guy Fieri. I'm not best <laughs> friends with Guy Fieri. I knew Guy Fieri before he became famous when he was a little restaurant owner in the same city. I was a little radio host, and we were buddies. We ran a little comedy club in his restaurant. We got along very well. We would go out and have beers together. Um, but then I came off to San Diego. He got famous a few years later, and we've kept in very casual touch over time. We're not best friends. Time, well, no way. I call BS. Time out on that because you were good enough friends for him to remember you when he stopped in San Diego to go to Tahini, and you may have had a little appearance on the episode. So please stop trying but, to diminish. But that's a, your- that's. That's the level of reality is that we're, we are good enough friends where he'll call me if he's in town. I've, I've got, gone when he's done a demo at the, the Del Mar Fair and I've, I've gone. When he, <laughs> but it, it's a very like, hey, person I haven't seen in years. He's a, and it's lar- largely because he's an incredibly gracious and nice guy. But yes, I was going to say the, the great the greatest thing about all that is, you know, him well enough to where you can say he is as authentically nice and cool as he seems on TV. Like he's probably totally nicer than his reputation at this point. There's some kind of uh, part of society that wants to think he's a big D bag or something. He's actually one of the most gracious, nice guys I've ever know- met. Uh, and, he is and, not a triple D bag. No, he's, he's a nice guy. Very um, nice guy. So yes, I only, I bring that up because when he was, Sarah and I were on the radio uh, a few years ago and all of a sudden someone said, Hey, uh, Guy Fieri's on the phone. He wants to talk to you. And he was, <laughs> Filming at Tahini, he said, come out now. So I, I went out. So if you watch the episode of Tahini, uh, your boy is in there. I, I say a whole sentence of dialogue. Um, and do you take uh, a bite? Are you on I camera take a taking bite. a bite? I do take a bite, yes. Oof, that um, would be major pressure. It really is because it's like every single, it is nothing like when you watch it and everyone's just eating and have a good time. That's the B-roll that they film right away. As soon as they're filming individuals, like whoever's talking has a camera on them and everyone else from the cooks to the other diners to everyone is just staring at you while you take a big bite of food and go, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to talk cake. with your mouth full. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, but okay, enough about my, again, uh, sideways turn there because Tahini is really, unique. I actually, I could see this becoming like a Chipotle. Because it's pretty similar in the way it's executed. So Middle Eastern street food, you walk up to the line like a Chipotle, and first you choose what you want, a pita, a rice bowl, or a salad. 
and you get it. And then they go, okay, do you want falafel, chicken shawarma, or steak shawarma? Mm, you see yeah. what I'm doing here? It's exactly yep. like- Little assembly uh, line. And then and then it gets crazy because they got a million other things to go on top of that. Kalamata olives, uh, feta, toasted almonds, uh, pepperoncinis. You can go all day on all the extra stuff. And then they have six different sauces. The tahini, which they're named after. Garlic sauce, sriracha tahini. Oh, obviously your cucumber uh, sauce. A little, little bit of everything. It's this amazing mix of really fresh, but also really hearty. Like you really like, it's not, sometimes you go to a restaurant, you're like, I should get a salad, but I'm, I'm yeah, not going to yeah, be yeah. satisfied with it. This is very satisfying, very flavorful, mm. but also pretty light and healthy food. Really like tahini right in Kearney Mesa. They've now opened a second um, location on the UCSD campus. So not for everybody, oh. but uh, man, if you go to UCSD, that beats the hell out of the mac and cheese with hot sauce on it i got through junior college and yeah no kidding <laughs> the ramen yeah all right i'm gonna jump in with pizzeria luigi now mm. i feel like pizza is pizza to a lot of people like what makes a pizza place stand out well guy loved it so much that he stopped here during his all san diego all the time episode but it was also part of his best of pizza episode and wow. the real deal Italian episode too. So, I mean, this place is like good enough to be featured in three different episodes. Wow. I, I think that's high marks. There are three sure. locations now, but the first one was in Golden Hill on 25th Street. Um, it opened up in 2004, New York style pizza, big 18 inch pizzas. And it's an Italian born chef. I think that probably helps. <laughs> with the flavor yeah. profiles. Um, and allegedly they use bottled water for the dough. I mean, uh, that's what makes it taste good, I suppose. Oh, that's one of those things. You don't know if it's true or not, but the the everyone says the reason that bagels and pizza are better in New York than here is because there's like a dis different um, alkaline level in the water. And now that sounds like a fun fact that makes you feel cool at a restaurant. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how true it is, but yeah. At the end of the day, I've tried Pizzeria Luigi, and it's the it's it's very good. So maybe it's the bottle of water. Guy loves their El Diablo pizza with pepperoni, sausage, meatballs, red onion, jalapeno, crushed peppers, and sriracha. How good does that sound? That sounds money. Uh, one of the other pizza favorites there is the White Girl with chicken, bacon, and spicy ranch. They've got a little bit of a sense of humor, you know, with their but. Actually, that's such a perfect white girl pizza. That's I know, amazing. I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds really good. Oh no, yeah, because I'm a white girl. Uh, <laughs> but they also have other stuff that's really good too. They have calzone. They've got wings. Even a couple of vegan and vegetarian options too. Which I feel like if you're a vegetarian, it's like, oh well, of course you just get a vegetarian pizza. But this is like a really good vegetarian pizza, yeah. like a really good one. Uh, trust um, me. My wife is, you know, 80% vegetarian and she hates it when you go to a pizza place and the vegetarian pizza is just the bell peppers and, yeah. you know, onions and the crap that's on the combination yeah. pizza. Like bring, totally. bring in some extra veggies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a great place to grab pizza by the slice. I love when places do that. I feel like most of my favorite pizza places offer pizza by the slice because I'm very much, oh, I want to try that. But just a little bit of that and a little yeah. bit of that. Um so it's a great place to do that. And they have locations now in Golden Hill, North Park, Imperial Beach, and OB. So they're kind of all over the place. Um, just really good. Really super good pizza. Get yourself a white girl slice. Pump up some Taylor <laughs> Swift real loud. You know. Get your, what are those water bottles now that moms love so much? Oh, it's Stanley. 
get your Stanley water bottle out. Yep. Just yeah. have some you time. It's the suburban mom, you know, the suburban mom checklist. Boom. Yeah. Great pizza. Done. And, by, and <laughs> there's this weird thing with San Diego where I feel like people decided a very long time ago what the what their spots are or what these spots are. If you look at any random thread on social media and they talk about pizza, everyone goes straight to Bronx Pizzeria, which mm-hmm. uh, I'm not hating on it. Very good pizza, but Pizza Luigi is over here going, uh, I've been here for a very long time. Yeah. Pretty good too. Can I get in yeah. the conversation? So uh, glad to give them a little spotlight. Definitely try them out. I'm going to, okay, this is, it's not Hodad's well-known, but this is probably my most well-known spot on my list and it's OB Noodle House. Mm. Uh it's beloved. I want to say mostly for the wings. Everyone know a lot of people know about their wings, and I'll get to those in a minute. But kind everything's really good. The original location is OB Noodle House and Saki Bar. That's on Cable Street. They now have OB Noodle House Bar fifteen oh two, and that's on Niagara Avenue. Um, and it's a big old menu. You can get first of all pho, that's mm. next level, and they have flank steak, they have brisket, they have steak, vegetarian seafood meatball pho you're getting some pho interesting okay? yeah yeah um uh chow fun different noodle dishes different fried rices it's too deep of a menu for me to go too far into so let me just say go there hungry go there with a lot of friends so you can try a lot of stuff yeah. which is best. actually assuming you have some friends to bring that's the best way to do this kind of place yeah. and then get the wings i've never i actually went back and watched the episode where guy went there and I've never seen, I, I love to cook and I, I'm kind of a wing geek. I love it. I've never seen the process that these guys go through. They take a pot and they fill it with chili oil and mm. red, crushed red peppers and garlic and uh, ginger, you name it. And they simmer it for a, not an hour, not an afternoon, a day. Oh. This, it turns into this, amazing liquid that's the base of these wings right they fry them in a deep fryer they toss them in this amazing sauce that simmered for a day then they put a whole bunch of more fresh aromatics your ginger Mm. your garlic again Mm. in a wok and then they fry them in a wok the double frying makes them super crispy the triple layers of flavor make them super amazing probably you're gonna be hard for us to say they're not unless you don't like ginger or garlic one of the main ingredients they're going to oh. be one of the best wings you've ever had. They're insane. insane. That sounds amazing. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a wing person, but yeah. now you have, you definitely have had me putting that on my list. Spicy garlic wings at OB Noodle House. Try them. That's your, that's a, a we're giving you a lot of places. This is an item. Walk <laughs> in, grab a couple of beers in those wings and thank me later. Sounds good. So your, uh, your most recent one was a place that you felt like everybody knew about already. Possibly mine is the opposite. This is the, this is the only one on my list that I have not personally tried. Um, it's sovereign modern Thai. Now this spot was featured more recently on triple D just last year. It's on J street downtown and their style of cooking. They say it's probably different than a lot of the Thai food that you've had at least around Mm. here. Because it blends, yeah, so good. It blends the cuisine of Thailand, Laos, and Cambodia, which they say is is pretty different, um, pretty unique. And they pride themselves on always using fresh ingredients from local farms and markets. And the fish is from fishermen just a few blocks away, which is so cool. Love that. Uh, Family owned. The restaurant definitely has that East Village vibe looks wise, but it's pretty casual. They have that nice outdoor patio seating, like a lot of those places downtown. 
great happy hours. So you can go try a bunch of stuff. Uh, Guy featured their fried fish and ribs, which both look amazing. Um, but it's downtown. And I just when I think of downtown, I think of like starting off with kind of a fancy cocktail. And I I fixated on their cocktails on their menu. Hmm. They all look amazing. Kind of unique spins on some classic cocktails and just pretty, just pretty to look at. Like, yeah. One of those cocktails that you're just going to savor while you wait for your food. Um, and some of their other popular menu items that Guy didn't feature. They have a chicken satay slider. It just like, I wish you could see it. It's like the the picture of it was making my mouth water. This is the place that I looked at all the food and I was like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. I'm so yeah. hungry. Like I would, I would venture out to East, East Village for this. This was um, your number one. This was the one that got this, you the most. This one got me the most hungry. Wow. Uh, bl- Bluefin sashimi with this like, uh. amazing looking garlic chili lime sauce. Just these mix of flavors that are that are unique to the area. Stir fried spicy basil pork belly, uh, braised beef Penang curry. That that's just to name a few. Mm. Beautiful menu. Um, everything looks insanely good and so fresh. Kind of like how you said about tahini, where it's like light but like hearty and Satisfying, like, like yeah. soul food. Yeah. It's that comfort food. Um, I would definitely, I would definitely put this on my list as a, like next time we're downtown and need a place to eat. I would make a reservation here. Mm. Well, that was a great find Sarah. That one actually made me uh, want to definitely try them out. So that uh, good find there. I'm going to wrap up with Nola on fifth, getting some new Orleans food here mm. um, on fifth Avenue in Hillcrest. If you didn't put that together. I have a special place in my heart for Cajun food, New Orleans food. Um, my, the person that inspired me most to cook was my mom. My mom was a very good cook, and all my old Portuguese aunts and stuff could cook. <laughs> when I moved out of my house, I was like, oh, I can cook all right, because my mom taught me. Then my first roommate was named Todd. He was from New Orleans, and he'd be like, oh, cute little dish you made. Let me make you this jambalaya. And I, would be, I never had jambalaya. I'm like, holy crap, this is insane. And uh, he would make all these amazing Cajun dishes. And I was like, well, I have to learn how to do this. And that opened my eyes to like, wow, there's a lot of other food other than my mom. Nice, Todd. Yeah, Todd could could go. Uh, But I still (laughs) love Cajun food. And I I love making it, but it's it's time consuming. Um, So I love going out and getting it. And there aren't that many great places. This is a great place. Nola on Fifth has all of your standards. Get some jambalaya. Which is, it's kind of like, if you've never had it, a spicy rice dish with usually some kind of seafood, shrimp, sausage, chicken. Uh, it's almost like a, a very soulful casserole. Gumbo mm. is very similar, but it's more of a soup. You get it with a lot of different things. Red beans and rice, shrimp etouffee. And the thing I love about this place, because look, if you're going to go to Nola on 5th, you might not go again for a while. And you're going, oh, I, I, don't, I can't choose. You can get a bowl or you can get a cup. And so if you get okay. a cup, you can get maybe two cups. Or okay. <laughs> you can get the New Orleans Trio for $26 and get three different things. Go hungry. Fun. Try yeah. some different things. They have nine different po' boy sandwiches. Oh, my God. Sounds like another great place to go to with a bunch of people and share. Nine different po' boy sandwiches. Yeah, it sounds like exactly that. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and you know what's funny? I, I feel like... People, I think there's more of a culture to any given area than we realize if we live there. And I think there's a whole put food on fries culture in San Diego <laughs> based on where the kind of where carne asada fries are. No one makes carne asada fries in most of the country. So even at Tahini, I didn't cover this, but they have 
uh, I think they call them feta fries, but it's like a oh, yeah. Middle Eastern version with feta mm-hmm. and pepperoncinis and mm-hmm. uh, tzatziki sauce, all this amazing stuff on your fries. Here at NOLA, you can get uh, these amazing Cajun fries that have cheese sauce, the roasted, fall apart roast beef, gravy, caramelized onions, and jalapenos. Yeah, that's a gut bomb, but it, you know it's delicious. I don't remember which one, but one of my restaurants, too, I was like, ooh, there was some crazy cheese fry thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that looks really good, too. I'll tell you, I don't think most of the country has this many. Uh, it, it's a San Diego thing. Put some fries down yep. and put whatever you make on top of them. Uh, no long fifth. Great, great choice. Really fun to, you know, how often do you go out and do something really different for dinner? Yeah. Uh, if you're not from that area. The, the chef is from New Orleans, by the way, moved here uh, years ago. So he's the real deal. The food is the real deal. Uh, very, very fun night out. Highly recommend it. I'm not going to lie. Well, As we're recording this, um, we're about a week out of the weird Hurricane Hillary that ended up kind of being a big whatever. <laughs> but by plan that day, it's like, oh, I'm going to make a big pot of gumbo. That'll be a fun thing to make on a rainy day. And I make it like old, like from scratch, like take the Ooh, chicken, nice. take it apart, make the broth, grind the chicken. Yeah, it was very good in the end. But I spent my entire day. I'm like, I wasted the hurricane. I was in the kitchen <laughs> the whole day to make some pretty good gumbo. Uh, next time, I think I'll go to Nola on Fifth and and have it made for me. Sounds yeah, like a good. yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Well, this episode was AJ's idea, and I'm so glad. I loved it. Um, I thought it was really cool because a lot of these places were featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives, maybe even you know decades ago, um, and they're still going strong, which is awesome and a true testament to how amazing these restaurants are. And they're all right here in San Diego for us to try. Yeah, and you know what? That's a fun uh, thing to ask, too. Like, we may not expose something to as many people as Triple D does, but we do have an audience. If you know a fun place, a restaurant, or or something else, maybe, that you think needs a little shine, let us know about it. Because yeah. you know, that's that's what we do here, is is, is spread the love. So if you've got a, a favorite new place in your neighborhood, and you think, wow, people really need to hear about this, go to allinsandiego.com, drop us a line, and uh, we'll, we may end up building, building an episode about around it. Yeah. And while you're at it, make sure you're following us on Instagram at All In SD Podcast. We've got a group on Facebook that's really fun and interactive. A great place for you to connect with other San Diegans. What are we forgetting? Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Yes. <laughs> We've got a very nice review. I'm not gonna, it's been a long episode, so I'm not going to read it, but it's got another very nice review from George and Chula Vista. Thank you for that. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening. We appreciate yeah. it. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Oh, man. Now I'm going to go eat some cheese it's or some nonsense food that i have mm-hmm. in my mouth That's... i don't know nothing's gonna live up to what we just covered nothing now okay a sandwich <laughs> oh, yeah what a horrible fate <laughs> oh. get out and enjoy thanks for listening